Dynamic blessings. Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvi, aka Danny, aka Mr. You Can Too. I have a, another guest on the show this week that you have had the pleasure of hearing before. I have Miss Rebecca Quinones back in the building talking everything that there is to know about biofield tuning. And we also touch on biogeometry as well. This is a really cool conversation because it goes into another type of modality of healing that maybe you've never heard of before. There's a lot of different ways that one can use biofield tuning in order to benefit themselves and their bodies, whether it's from their improving their organs, whether it is to understand their ancestral patterning, or it could be something around the likes of fixing your energy centers within the body. This was a really, really cool conversation and something that I'm really looking forward to you listening to. If you enjoy this episode, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you. I appreciate you. And as always, you can too. Enjoy the show. Dynamic blessings. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I have a special guest, a name that you will remember, a voice that's going to sound familiar. I have the one and only Rebecca Quinones in the building, aka Einstein Flows. Rebecca is a biofield tuning practitioner, a yoga martial art scientist that loves to move, and just an overall amazing person and a huge wealth of knowledge so i figured i had to have her back on here so we could take a deep 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 dive into biofield tuning especially after i had the pleasure of investing in a session with her so without further ado rebecca welcome back to the show how are you hi thank you for having me yeah i'm 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 doing great yeah i just um in my home right now in the sunniest room so doing the interview from here (laughs) smart 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 woman see last time we had a conversation we really went into your background and essentially how your life story led you to where you are now and essentially i really wanted to take some time to really go deep into biofield tuning because there's so much information there i think it's such an amazing modality and on my podcast i love to just bring different methods to health wellness healing productivity, anything that can help us become our best self to the show that maybe people haven't heard about before. So how would you explain or describe biofield tuning for those who aren't familiar with it? Okay. Well, um, we can start by explaining biofield tuning by looking at the name biofield tuning. So the first word is biofield. And, and the word biofield is a scientific term that we use to describe um, what maybe mystics or different cultures described as the aura, which is really just it's the energy field that um, animates uh, and surrounds and permeates the body. It, it, you know, the difference between a person that's alive and a person that's dead is mm-hmm. the field that animates it. So I think that, um, 
you know, maybe helps uh, kind of clarify on, on what it is. And it's really the foundation for, for our living in this, you know, in this reality. Um, so um, the biofield, um, Eileen Day McCusick is a person who dis, um, who basically um, came up with this modality and fine-tuned um, kind of the protocol that we use. Um, but, you know, she, she kind of discovered this work by accident by using tuning forks in the, you know, with her, with her massage clients. And she started using them, like not even on the body, just like over the, over the body and, and playing with them. And what she could notice is that there was resistance in the field around the body and that depending on different areas where she was working, there would be a different kind of vibration or a different kind of sound. And so, um, continuing to do the work, she just started to put together that really what was what she was um, encountering is that the fo- the forks were basically broadcasting the information from a person's field, mm-hmm. and then um, so I'll talk a little bit about the biofield and the biofield um, anatomy hypothesis. Okay. Yeah. So. The biofield is a toroidal structure. It looks like a, a big sphere that has like a vortex or tunnel going through the middle of it. So like, it, you know, it looks kind of like a donut, right? A donut has a mm-hmm. hole in the middle. That's, right. I think most people could imagine that. But that it's or, or, or like an apple with its core taken out, right? Like if you... Mm pulled out the core of an apple that's kind of the shape of the field and so it's this bubble around you and uh where we store emotions actually has a very there's a structure to your field and where we store your where the emotions are stored um so when i'm working with a you know when we were working together let's say the first thing that i do is actually i work on that um that center part of the field that um that you know hole in the middle of the donut so to speak mm. and because there's a um at the at one end of of it at your feet you have a negative polarity and at the top of the head there's a positive polarity and so the first thing we'll do in a biofield tuning session is actually you know go into that flow in that central channel and and make sure that it, it that that it's flowing nicely. There's two um, energy centers, one above the head and one below the feet. And also if we're experiencing a lot of stress or if there's been some sort of trauma, um, our, these centers above and below us get tucked into our field. And so the first thing I'll do in a biofield tuning session is find those centers and pull them out, mm. you know, where, where they're supposed to be. Um, and then also strengthening, you know, having them, you know, be strengthened in that position again, and then sending the current of energy from if I'm working below the feet, up the central channel and out the head, and then the other way around, you know, down the head, toward going towards the feet. And so Got that's it. a that's the first thing that we do. And and um, you know, for for maybe listeners out there that have maybe dabbled in things like qigong practices. Um, there's there's some terms in Qigong that, that that explain these two currents of energy. So, the 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 energy that's coming in from below the feet is you know is the earthly chi right going mm-hmm. up the body, and then coming from below uh, or from above the head, that is the heavenly chi, and that comes in from the head and goes down and out the feet. Mm. Um, and then you know in 
Indian yoga studies, they have, they explain it in, in with two different terms the Ida and the Pingala there. It's really the same thing. Different cultures have different terminology, of course, for, for this, but it's really describing a lot of the same phenomena, the ascending and descending current, right? That's a, another way of saying really exactly the same thing. Um, so then after that, that like, at the outer edge of your bubble, which is like five or six feet away from the body, there's a double layer membrane. And, and that's it. Like if you can think about in your science class, when they talk about the sun and that it has a heliosphere, mm -hmm. it's, that's like our heliosphere, right? Mm -hmm. That double layer membrane at the outer edge is like our heliosphere or the earth's magnetosphere, right? Um, yeah, so that edge is, is a little bit thicker. And then out that outer edge, you'll be able to hear ancestral information. So if mm. I'm on the right side, I'm listening to my paternal ancestry and what's coming up there in a, you know, with a client in a session. And then if I'm on the left side, that's you know the maternal side. And mm. we're working on that ancestry. And then there's that whole, there's a timeline aspect. And you can think of like the biofield, like, you're looking at the rings of a tree that indicate like ages. Right. So at, at the outer edge, I'm really early in your life. And then if I'm halfway through your field, I'm midway through your life and, and so on and so forth. Um, there's, there's also certain structures in the energy field that are, you know, that are fixed. And, and one interesting phenomena in the energy field is off of the solar plexus, mm. about 10 inches away, there's about two hockey puck size constructs on, you know, on the right and left side of the solar plexus. And when you put your tuning fork into that space with you know, when you're working with a client, you can hear the information and a lot about their parents, mm. the kind of personality that they had. Um, and, and literally, it's interesting because it's like you carry your parents wherever you go because they are part of your field. Right. And, and, and in a sense, you know, the two of them made you. So it, it, it's, it's, just, it's just that connection. Um, so, uh, and, and the other cool thing with biofield tuning, again, you can work in the timeline aspect and work in different energy centers. And some of the different energy centers are going to store different qualities of emotions. So in the sacral, you might be dealing with guilt and shame. And then up at the heart, it's it's about, you know, being open to giving and receiving love. Right. Um, the backside of the body is is about how we how you you receive. Um, so there's all these um, intricacies and, and, and there's, a, the, there, there's a biofield anatomy map that, that helps, you know, any person that's learning to do the work, you know, really kind of understand, um, you know, what, where these emotions are stored. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and it's incredible to me how deep this thing goes, right? When you talk about biofield tuning and all of the uses and all of the information that's available to us through understanding how it's impacting our energy centers, understanding potentially past trauma we've had uh, with our family or even something that's way, way, way deep down the line that has nothing to really to do with us, but that we still carry with us to this day. And then not to mention just more surface level, like physical aches and pains that we may have, that this can be a powerful tool for. I'm curious, what do you find 
are the type of results that your clients are looking for when they come to you? What are like the different ways that the listeners can see that this can be a benefit for what's going on in their life? Yeah. So, um, and, and this answer can look a lot of different ways. Um, but I, I can, I can give maybe a few examples, um, and, and that'll help answer the question. So mm-hmm. I had, I had a client reach out to me and this was a while ago, a, a long while ago. And, and this client had, um, a lot of anxiety mm. and, uh, had stopped working for that reason, um, to, to basically do some inner work to, to, you know, get this anxiety kind of, you know, get to the root cause of it, you know, right. find some relief from it. And so, um, we worked together, um, on and off from a period of maybe of six months. And again, I don't have it, you know, some people can come for very, uh, regularly for long periods of time. And some people come for like three or four sessions and, you know, maybe for a tune up every once in a while. So, um, but when I spoke to him about, you know, the, his results and he, he said that he felt like 80% better. Wow. Yeah. So it, it, it really helped him. And, and, and again, like I haven't heard from him in a really long time. So I, I feel that if, 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 if the client is not reaching out to me anymore, you know, it, it, it served them, you know what I mean? Like it, it, sure. it, it, it gave them what they needed to, to move on, you know? Um, and then, you know, so I've, I've had clients that come for many different reasons. Um, you know, some clients will come because they know that there are self-limiting beliefs that are, you know, maybe from like a parental or ancestral and they're wanting to clear, clear that up, you know, mm. uh, investigate that. I've had clients reach out to me for sessions uh, specifically to work on their birth story. Mm. Um, the birth story, um, you know, and what that is, is just the story of you, the child, and how you were born into this world. Was it in a hospital? Was it a C-section? Did did mom have lots of drugs? Does she remember? You know, were you breastfed? Were you bottle fed? Um, all of these things, um, you know, being bottle fed has um, it, it will create a pattern. And, and I was bottle fed. So um, I've this is something that I've worked on in my birth story. Um, it creates a pattern of where you don't get, you feel you get nourished or you have your needs met. And that's because, Mm. um, formula doesn't meet the needs of a baby. Breast milk does. Yeah. So, and, and then also, uh, then you're not having the same kind of intimacy with mom. Mm. Right. As a, as a, and the same kind of contact with mom as a young baby. Um, so, you know, if, Anything like that has, you know, if there's been some difficulty in that birth story, you know, biofield tuning can be really great to help, you know, um, shift that story so that it's no longer affecting you in the present day, right? You know, do you want to continue living from that stance of like, oh, I don't get my needs met in relationships, you know, because I was bottle fed. Right, right. right. You know, like <laughs> we can let go of that. Um, and, and there's a patterning that happens and it, you know, and it, and it 
we're a lot of times there's there's not that consciousness to that. But I do think what the work uh, in part helps to do is to bring you know bring light to that. Um, and let, you know, let the emotions from the past be experienced in a certain sense so that they can be let go of rather than be trapped in our bodies. Yeah, that's so important. I mean, you, you bring up such a great point of how there's different, whether it's events, traumas, situations that happen in our individual lives that we might not understand how that impacts us in the here and now, in the present moment. And oftentimes, you know, these aren't the type of modalities that are regularly talked about, right? Or it might even be seen as as woo-woo or, or whatever you want to call it. But there's so much true impact that people have had through this. And I think it's incredible that you're doing this type of work. I'm curious, too, because I remember we had our session. And, yeah. you know, you were telling me the importance of like, hey, like over the next few days, Check in with yourself, see how you're feeling, what's coming up. Can you talk about the process of why it's so important to be checking in both during the session and after the session because of how the insights or the healing is kind of determined at maybe different times, if that makes sense? Yeah, well, during a session... I mean, the best recommendation to anybody coming to biofield tuning would be just to be present in your body and breathe and, mm-hmm. and really, and really breathe. You know, some people come and they'll be like, <sighs> like they'll hardly breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, you know, make the effort to, to breathe and ground, especially as you, cause some, you know, as you know, when you experience the work, and everyone's experience can be very different. It can, they can have a very uh, visceral feeling kind of experience while the session is happening. Mm. And some people may not feel anything at all, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it doesn't mean that it's not working. It's just, again, we all experience things a little bit different. There's not a, a really a right or wrong with that. Um, that. Yeah. But it's really just important to be present with your body. Uh, what's interesting is in sessions is to notice also when you don't, when you're not present, you know, when you like drift into la la land, because that's definitely a thing that happens in biofield tuning sessions. I, I have experienced that plenty of times <laughs> myself. Um, so, so that's one thing to notice as well. And then, then after sessions, um, you know, depending on, you know, where we've worked in the energy field, you know, if we worked in areas where there was a lot of maybe past sadness, things like that. I mean, I mean a person might experience sadness, um, you know, for an, a couple of days because it's just kind of coming up and out to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people can experience that emotional detox and people can experience, so, you know, sort of like physical detox symptoms like maybe they their their skin starts to like kind of purge in a certain sense or you know in many other ways as as you can imagine it could could also you know come into effect and I guess you know my recommendation is that something that you know maybe a person you know is experiencing and physical ones are maybe not as often not as not as often but more like the emotional um or 
often people are really tired, you know, they mm. just feel that they need to, to rest. And that's because your body is processing the work. Yeah. I and, definitely noticed that in our session, that feeling tired after and just feeling like I needed yeah. time to really just, it was interesting. It was like, I was tired, but the way that I interpreted it, it was almost this opportunity to go into a deep reflection and to really just see like what was going on within me and what were kind of the learning experiences that I had that maybe wasn't at the top of my consciousness, but allowed me to go deeper into and explore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes after sessions, I've had memories that I had not remembered in a very long time come to me. Um, so these are all different kinds of things that can happen, you know, after a biofield tuning session. And it's just your body's way of processing, um, you know, and, and there's so many people that say this. And <laughs> so, uh, but I'm going to say it too. You got to feel it to heal it. Right. And, that's... and, and really that's, that's how biofield tuning works. Um, I will say though, um, in my opinion, um, in so many ways, being able to use the sound to feel it, to heal it in this way. Um, I have seen just a number of, you know, just benefits for, and, and it's easy without maybe having to go, for example, to talk therapy and maybe talk about something that happened in your past over and over again. Mm. Like, you know, I, I find that somehow sound um, has this ability to erase the trauma. Mm. Um, uh, and I, I have the this device called the AMI 750, which is also based on frequency. It, it's a it's a different company um, altogether. But um, I mean, their veterans program where they use, again, they're using sound um, and, and they um, are able to, I think they're in the Atlanta region, but they, so they offer, you know, uh, some programs for, for veterans to be able to use this device. And, you know, a lot of the veterans are like, after doing that, they don't want to go to talk therapy anymore. They just mm. want to use the sound to feel better and, and then be able to just um, have the energy to, to do whatever they need to do. Um, yeah. And, and sound is that it, it's, I mean, I see it as like definitely part of the future of medicine is using sound and light. Um, you know, these are technologies that are non-invasive um, that, that has a lot of potential um, for health and wellness. I love that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense and, you know, I've dove into, really hacking and using light in effective way, especially with like my red light therapy and also just natural yeah. light, getting out in sunlight, trying to yeah. get in the light as quickly as I can when I wake up, trying to essentially, you know, cover my eyes, use the blue light blocking glasses once the sun yeah. goes down in order to really improve my circadian rhythm. So I have a good amount of understanding in that aspect of it and, I'm, and obviously there's way and so much more that I don't know but I'm curious on how you would explain to people how the sound technology works like I understand we are all mm -hmm. frequencies for vibrations yeah um, but like how would you explain that to maybe the listeners who've never really heard that concept before yeah so um, 
That's a great question. So when we're doing a biofield tuning session, I'm using tuning forks. And, and tuning forks is really just a frequency generator. But because I'm connected to the tuning fork, I, you know, I'm the practitioner using the tuning fork, our bodies are also um, have this ability to tap into an, into information, the information mm-hmm. field around us and information fields around us, right? Because there, there are many fields around us and we are all part of the one field. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when I'm using the sound, it's like it does two things. First, it's broadcasting the information in a person's field. So if, if like I hit an area and I'm using the tuning fork and I hear sadness or it sounded like, um, like a car accident or, you know, like you can, you, you can hear and, and feel the fork, um, have these different expressions, Mm. but at the same time, so it's broadcasting that information during the session, but at the same time, the sound is modulating it as well and and the way that i'm using sound is that it's first of all it's magnetic so i'm using the sound in in of the fork kind of like uh like an auto-tune machine Mm. and um so basically what i'm doing with it is is so I'm letting the body hear itself. And it, when it hears that it's a little bit out of tune, it starts to make changes in the field to, to come back into resonance, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so, and then when I'm, as I'm working through the field, I start, you know, five feet away and then I'm coming closer and closer to the body to, you know, drop into an energy center. That property of sound being magnetic is bringing all of that energy that I'm working with in the field and putting it back into the body. Think about in the field around you. There's all these biophotons that have leaked out of you during moments of trauma or stress. Mm. And the tuning fork is untangling all of these biophotonic knots and at the same and, and helping to move it closer into bot into the body so it can go back in there and 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 circulate and and bring vitality right to to the client Mm. and so that's that's basically what's happening and and in that sense it does have like that age reversing quality because if you're untangling the past trauma from a person's lifetime and you know bringing that energy back into the body then they have that much more energy right that's fascinating because i would have thought kind of like it would just be like the other way around it's almost like wanting to get it out (laughs) <laughs> so that so that it's not there impacting it, but it's actually being able to bring it back in so that the body can essentially absorb more as it would be energy. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. So vitality, uh, life force energy. But yeah. So technically the term that they use is biophotons and this is the 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 very dim light that uh our field and our bodies emit Mm -hmm. and when we experience high trauma or stress we leak more biophotons Mm. so but they don't just go anywhere they basically stay entangled in your field so interesting so yeah, and so it's really an untangling of the biophotonic knots and <laughs> bringing them back into the body. 
Yeah, that makes so much sense. And and, <laughs> and I'm curious now because it brings up a, like a question. Okay. Um, you know, how we spoke about like aura, right? Okay. And, and you can kind of make this connection. How would you actually describe what the aura is? And then my deeper question into that is, are these biophotons essentially what creates the color of the aura that we may have? So the aura is the same thing as the biofield. Okay. So what aura, the aura is, is the energy field around, surrounding the body. Okay. Yeah, that, that is what the aura is. Um, it, you know, the colors that people present in their aura is probably going to be indicative of, can be indicative of quite a few things. And this would be a, Honestly, probably a question for a clairvoyant. <laughs> mm, right, right. Yeah, um, but yes, if if a person is maybe experiencing certain health issues, you'd probably see it in the aura. You mm. know, for someone that is clairvoyant and can see the energy field, they would probably see it. Most most people aren't, you know, are, are not clairvoyant, so right. they they don't <laughs> see that. <laughs> but um, uh, and, and the colors in the energy in in a person's aura, so to speak, um, could also be indicative of other things too. And this kind of gets into uh, other kind of topic. It could even be indicative of like, you know, like star origins, like what kind of soul a person originally is. So this is gets away from biofield oh. tuning, but um, yeah, it gets into like a whole nother kind of kind of conversation <laughs> but um Super interesting yeah uh, but i would also think too that um if there was some sort of pathology or you know like areas in the body where there was maybe low voltage um you know that it would it would probably show up yeah in a and in, in indicate through color and shape in a person's mm. aura yeah oh, that makes sense so interesting i love your perspective on that when it comes to you know biofield tuning and you're so knowledgeable about it, just like you're knowledgeable about many things. So I always love having conversations with, with you, Brad, and Alejandra. But yeah. how did you originally get into biofield tuning and what was it about it or how did it impact you where you're like, mm. hey, I want to be this type of practitioner. I want to add this to my tool set. Yeah, well, I, I um, one question that I think makes me a good researcher <laughs> is that I'll, I would ask myself like how, so at the time I was really studying and learning about functional medicine protocols. I was learning about, um, healing the gut microbiome. I was dabbling in fermentation. And at that, at that point in, in my life, like three or four years ago, I had, I had lost like 30 pounds or mm -hmm. yeah, I lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And, and, that. And it was um, unexpected. Um, but the question that I asked myself uh, was, how does it get any easier than this? Mm. You know, easier than doing coffee enemas and fermenting foods. And like, is there a better way? Is mm. there a better way? So that's the that's the one of the questions that like, you know, I'll, I'll put out there into the universe, you know, when I'm like, okay, is there a better way for this, right. you know, and then let the universe kind of res respond to me. And, and so I feel the biofield tuning was a response, you know, it mm -hmm. was like one of those, like, check this out, 
<laughs> it was like the universe telling me that. And, and I discovered it through, um, it was like, a, you know, one of those conferences where they have lots of speakers and it was on like an online event. And, um, of course, one of the talks was, uh, Eileen speaking about biofield tuning mm. and I listened to it, um, driving home from the keys because brett my husband at the time was working down there and uh we we were in separate cars so i was by myself and i listened to that and and uh boy was i glad that i listened to it but <laughs> um you know she she said something really interesting that sounded really weird but i was like wow that's so weird way of thinking but um and she said this you know she talked about like getting your sound vitamins, like rather mm. than thinking about, you know, eating your B vitamins or your lettuce or your vitamin C. Oh, that's so funny. Getting your sound vitamins. And then she also mentioned that there's, you know, there's a protocol in biofield tuning called the adrenal reset and that you can do sessions, you know, and specifically with the adrenals to help reset their rhythm. You know, and a lot of people would have these adrenals that are going at a pace that is um, not helping them. You know, it's mm -hmm. going way too fast. And so doing adrenal reset and I was like, wow, I mean, think about like all the different kinds of medications that that a doctor might prescribe, you know, going from that perspective of seeing things but thinking about how you can use sound in a tuning fork to tune into an adrenal and help to entrain it into its natural rhythm mm, i love that i love that and to, yeah. for the listeners do you want to give them a little bit of information on you know adrenal fatigue how it shows up to give a little bit more context on how something like this reset could benefit that yeah I mean, adrenal fatigue can look a lot of ways, but mainly I would say that most people probably report feeling tired. Um, they would also probably report having like a, you know, brain fog um, and, and, and generally low energy. Um, and, and then maybe even having, you know, issues with, with their digestion. Um, so it, those are some ways, um, I, I feel for, you know, adrenal fatigue, um, you know, being tired, you know, really early, like needing to take naps, um, you know, just, just generally low, low energy, I would say. I hear that. And just to think, yeah. I mean, how many people walking around, we'll just say in the West are yeah. constantly tired, constantly fatigued constantly experiencing brain fog. And yet they might think it's because of a lack of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, I would say try coffee the other way. <laughs> hey, hello. Coffee edemas. Yeah. Try coffee the other way. Um, it really great for that cleansing. And, and, you know, it took me, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was intimidated trying some of these things for the first time. Um, mm. But I, I did it anyways because, you know, my superpower is curiosity and I just had to see what it was about. 100%. Uh, <laughs> and that's something I admire so much about you, too, is that your curiosity actually leads you to taking action and actually trying these things out, seeing yeah. how they work for you. And then through your high level of research that you really love to do, you really do become just such a, an authority and an expert on a lot of these matters. 
And you know what? People don't know things until they try it for themselves. Oh, so that facts. this is this is my message to to everybody. And and I know it's like a sword, but it's true. You only actually we only learn through experience. And and so um, you know, like there are people that could maybe get into an argument. Uh, like I'm just going to give an example about a book, but never read the book, but they're having the argument with you. And it's like, well, how do you know? Cause you've not even had the experience of reading the book and how can you mm. have this conversation? So uh, all I'm saying is like, you know, and my, usually my message to everyone and, and anyone out there is like, I hope that I inspire, you know, you to do your own research 100%. is, yeah, that's really like, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, experience is the greatest teacher. And, you know, the way that I phrase that or how I look at that is being able to use the scientific method in my own life and having other people do the same for theirs because there's so many different modalities and things that are out there for many things, but let's just say from a health, wellness, well-being standpoint that a person just gets to try, like decide like, hey, this is what sounds most interesting to me. Like, let me try it. Let me see how it actually works for me. Because as bio-individuals, there's many things out there that can be working for thousands of people, but it may not work for us. So we have yeah. to be able to try it. And and the other thing that I'll say too is that, um, you know, with the things that people try, I mean, there should be some level of interest in it and some level in, of enjoyment in pursuing that too. So if, if, if it feels like a, like a, it's weighing you down, then maybe it's not the right thing. You mm -hmm. know, that, that's the other thing that I, 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 I want to share too. So, um, yeah. And this is something that I, I, I got from like, um, you know, the drawing forms that I was telling you about the other day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the recommendation is like, if you don't enjoy doing this, maybe don't do this, do something else, do something that you feel more connected to. Yeah. I love that, that philosophy yeah. of it because then I think, I feel like that really empowers somebody to be making their own choice and not feel like they're forced to be yeah. doing something because whichever experts said that, oh, this is the thing to do or whether in, you know, in the, in the consciousness of things, it's like the it thing, the hot thing to be doing right now. But at the end mm -hmm. of the day, or at least at the beginning, there really needs to be a genuine interest in doing this thing, a curiosity to doing the thing. Therefore it can actually be something that gets completed and it doesn't feel like an absolute chore in the process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think for that, I mean, what helps me is, is, is maybe approaching things with a playful attitude, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and then just being open-minded to, okay, how, how, how can that show up or how does it evolve? Sometimes things happen in life that you definitely don't expect, but then you're like, oh, wow, you know, that's exactly what I needed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I think the open mindedness uh, comes in. Right. I mean, I know I mean, I used to be silly enough to think that, you know, I had all my answers so that I could just find them all out right away. <laughs> but I realized real quick through life, it's like I might have an expectation of how something is supposed to turn out. And yet it would turn out completely differently. And what that taught me is that it's OK to have maybe expectations of how yeah. something will work out, but not an attachment 
to it happening yeah. exactly in the way I thought it was supposed to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Save a lot of, be a lot less stressful like that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So from where you are right now and how you're looking at biofill tuning and you know the different modalities that you're at or that you're using currently in your life, where do you see biofill tuning evolving to? Like where would you like to see it go and how other people are essentially getting the opportunity to experience it and experience it in their own life? Yeah. Um, well, are you wondering like how I see my own practice of biofield tuning and, and, you know, like specifically or maybe how I see this um, in my community um, yeah, I'm thinking kind yeah. of a combination of both. It's okay. a combination of how you're going to be using it. And, you know, I yes. know it's a powerful tool and I know, you know, it's a powerful <laughs> tool. So I would imagine you'd want this to be experienced by more people. Right. Yeah. And I know how community based you are. So it's like, what do you see being like the next iteration or evolvement of how you're bringing biofield tuning in your practice and to those around you? Okay. Yeah. So, um, one thing I'm working on in my personal practice is I've been investing in, uh, you know, different tools and things like that. Um, my most recent, um, which has not gotten here yet. My most recent, um, investment is actually on some special stones. Um, they're, they're called, it's called euphorolite, but there are many kinds of euphorolite and they okay. come from the black Hills of South Dakota and they have a very uh, special centering, um, quality. And this kind of goes, um, goes into the biogeometry lingo where mm -hmm. it talks about that BG3 energy, which is BG3 energy is basically, um, the energy of sacred power spots is, is, um, uh, biogeometry just calls it, you know, BG3, um, because and they call it the three because, um, there's three, it's a combination of three different energies, but these, this energy quality has a very, um, centering. So if, if something is too yang, it'll bring it to center. If it's too yin, it'll bring it to center. Mm. So that's the really special thing about it is that, you know, if you're, if somebody's even on different polarities, no matter what polarity it is, it just brings you to center. Mm. Um, so these, you four light stones have this special quality and I'm going to be bringing this into my biofield tuning practice and doing sessions with the tuning forks, but also using these euphorolite stone tools. Um, I also um, work with coherent light. So um, uh, what I've been using is this green laser um, that my friend developed called the spectrochrome laser. Um, so the, I'm working on, a, on, on protocols to, to mm -hmm. work with specifically like with, um, you know, personal clients coming to me for individual sessions mm -hmm. on, on uh, coming up with my own protocol of really trying to connect and find like the root cause of, of, of maybe an issue. Um, and this is something I'm working on um, where I would incorporate um, biofield tuning and biogeometry. Um, so this is something I, I haven't fine tuned yet, but I'm, um, is, is in the works. And, um, so, uh, so there's that. And then as far as in the community, that's the other component. Um, I think, um, what I would like to do is start to do, um, some events. Uh, there are some, um, Miami, um, 
locations where I think I, I would be able to, to do some events. And I've had already people approach me about collaborating. I just haven't um, scheduled anything out yet. So I think that that will probably be um, the next thing. And, and maybe it could lead to me me doing um, group biofield tuning sessions, maybe one one time a week at um, mm. like at a yoga studio or um, a place like the Center for the Higher Self. I, I'm not sure right. where it would be yet, um, but um, something like that so that then I'm doing this in, in a consistent way. Maybe it's not every week, but every two weeks um, and and or maybe start it once a month just to see how how it, I can build that up. Um, and, and I think that that will help to create more outreach. I know also there, like, I know Center for the Higher Self does events too. Mm -hmm. So, um, I spoke to them also about collaborating with them on doing, um, some events. So I think that doing events is probably going to be the, a good way for me to, um, share with, with the community, um, biofield tuning and this is something that that i do like i, I did it at love burn this year mm, nice um but it would be good to do it you know just out, outside of that and you know like uh just in the regular community uh here yeah i feel that i feel that and that's what i think is cool about miami there's more and more people who are open to these types of modalities and when we talk about whether it's the alternative healing space or we're just talking about the alternative health space um you know however one might name it i've just yeah. found that there's so 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 many people here in south florida who are open to all of that so when you're ready for that there's no doubt in my mind that's going to be successful yeah yeah i know it's exciting um I, there's definitely even the idea of maybe doing some small retreats that are here done here locally because that mm -hmm. is definitely a thing here too so, oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And when it comes to because I don't know how much the listeners know about um, biogeometry, because I know mm -hmm. you, you mentioned that you started talking about it a little bit before. Can you talk a little bit deeper into what biogeometry is and maybe going a little bit deeper into the mm -hmm. BG3 energy so that we yeah. can get a more really holistic idea of how you're going to approach combining yeah. that with the biofield tuning and the potential synergistic or exponential impact it could have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so biogeometry has a number of, of tools. Um, you know, they're, they're basically there and it, and it goes into a different kind of dowsing system. That's not mental dowsing. When you're, when you're working with pendulums and biogeometry, you're not mentally asking questions you're actually working with the pendulum to tune the string length of the pendulum to the item you are testing. So if you know, if I'm testing color, I would have pieces of paper that are different colors and I would be able to tune the string length of a neutral pendulum to the color red mm. or or I could tune the pendulum to alvi you know if you if you came and, and saw me and i wanted to test if something was strengthening you or weakening you and this is similar to kinesiology okay right. there's there's a connection between kinesiology and this kind of testing because it's based on a vibe on a vibrational information field it's not based on 
asking questions like, oh, does Alvi, is this food good for Alvi? It, it, there's no, <laughs> right. there's no question. It's just um, tuning the string length and then using, once that's tuned, you can see when you, once it's tuned, if it's a strong clockwise rotation, that means something is strengthening a person's field. Mm. And then if it goes, you know, if it's going like you know, slows down or it stops, or then it starts to go counterclockwise, then it's weakening the field. The stronger the counterclockwise ro rotation, the weaker the field. Mm -hmm. So now taking that concept into biofield tuning. So now with my clients, when I test to see, if, you know, where, what energy center maybe we're going to work on today. Now, when I use the pendulum, I will test to see which energy center shows the weakest. So which mm. one, whichever one gets the weakest counterclockwise. Mm. So, you know, before with biofield tuning, I might just, you know, if th there were three centers that showed up and, you know, the lowest one was the knees and I would just start at the knees. But let's say I tested with with, you know, in this way, and, and this technique of using the pendulum is called personal wavelength. Mm -hmm. um, it, when I did it this way, let's say I, I got the, the strongest counterclockwise in the sacral center. So, you know, I might, you know, when I approach it that way, then I'm going to actually start the session in the, in the week, in the weakest link, <laughs> you know, if Absolutely. I'm just looking at the energy centers. So that's one way that I'm bringing, you know, this biogeometry um, paradigm into, into my biofield tuning practice. Um, and then there are other tools. Um, there's something called the human archetype ruler. Um, and with this ruler, it, it allows you to check the energy centers, um, similar to checking them over the body, but I can do it on this, this specific kind of ruler. Um, and with that, um, you know, one thing I've been, uh, and this was a, a conversation that I had with another friend and I honestly, to, to practice this, I probably, I need to work with another tuner. So we need mm. to be two of us. So this is, um, part of the research that I'll, I will be doing <laughs> uh, that's kind of in the works here is um, I would need to pair up with another biofield tuner and then um, have them do the biofield tuning part where they're using the fork in the field. Mm -hmm. And then I would use the human archetype ruler and we would go and look and find the biggest disturbances and go straight to work on the biggest disturbances in this way. Mm, that's so, powerful. Yeah. So this is, um, I, I haven't done this yet, but um, this is, this is a protocol that I, that we're, that I'm wanting to, to play and, and try out as well. So this is just an, you know, an, an example of, of how um, I'm, I'm going to be using biofield tune or, yeah, biogeometry, sorry, into the biofield tuning. Um, but there, there's a number of different ways. I have another tool called the, these brain stands. And um, I can, you know, I can create a witness of myself and I can then take um, the witness of the client and I could actually tune my mind to tune the client. <laughs> wow. So, so go a little so deeper into an... that for, for those listening that might not understand what you're talking about in terms of like the witness okay. aspect. Well, okay. So, yes. So, creating a witness. Th this is um, can be termed in a, in a certain sense sympathetic magic. 
Um, this is similar to what people do with voodoo. This is, mm. that's not maybe the best representation because in, it may be in a lot of the circumstances, people are doing things against another person's knowing, right? And right. there can be um, karmic issues that can come up when people engage in, in that sort of way of using um, witnesses, right? Um, so a, a witness can be um, created by like signing your name on a piece of paper, right? On a white piece of paper. Mm -hmm. It could be like a photograph that I, a small photograph of the person I would want. I wouldn't want any other like people in the picture. Mm -hmm. If there were other people, I would like cut them out of it and then just have that person. Um, and then I use the witness and basically what it is, is a vibrational signature of that person. Got you. And so I use that to tune the pendulum to be able to test for for that person to see what is strengthening or weakening their field mm. and and do some investigation and, and just see, you know, what what's what's going on in the in the field, maybe in certain organs. Um, I can work with the human archetype ruler and pull out an anatomy map and have a witness and I could probably check every single part of their body. Wow, that's incredible. It, 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 so the the what you can do with biogeometry on a diagnostic level, again, without it being invasive, is really, really unique. It's super, super cool. Um, so that's that's a little bit about what what a witness is 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 just it's again, it's just a vibrational signature for that person. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. I appreciate that. And for everyone listening, I think this is just an amazing opportunity to realize just how many different ways there are to heal, to better yourself, to better understand yourself, and to overall have such a, a high, great sense of well-being. Because these modalities that you've talked about today, you know, I've heard about them and I've experienced them, but I'm also someone who like, is a nerd and loves to deep dive into these types of things when they pique my interest. And that's why yeah. I was so happy to bring you onto this episode and really dive deep in it because there is so much out there that people can be doing to better themselves. And biofield tuning is a huge one that they can be diving into. And so is biogeometry and really everything else that you've named so far. Yeah. And, and you know what, I can, um, list out some specific things that, you know, biofield tuning could be helpful for. And this, this might help the listeners. Absolutely. Um, so you can work on specific organs in the body. So think about, you know, folk, you know, if people are struggling with their digestion, you know, doing a series of sessions, working on those digestive organs, um, you can work on the different energy centers, you can work on your ancestry, right? You can work on that ancestral uh, patterning and repatterning, um, work on your birth story. You can physically work on scars. And this is something you could do like I would, you know, if someone had some really bad scars on their body from surgery or different things, mm -hmm. um, I would recommend to that person to actually buy their own forks so mm. that they can apply the, the weighted forks onto their scar tissue to help stimulate and reconnect the electrical circuit. Um, you can I have a quick question about that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking yeah. for someone like me, right? Uh -huh. I have so much scar tissue oh. like built up like around my knees from uh, just surgeries and 
injuries uh, from football and things like that. Uh-huh. So you'd recommend for something like that actually having uh, specific tuning forks and constantly be working around that area of the body? I, I would recommend it, yeah. Um, working on your scar tissue, absolutely, yes. It would be, um, it would, it, you know, I had a client reach out to me yesterday and they were specifically reaching out to me because of their scar tissues, Mm. her and her husband. So yeah, the answer is yes. (laughs) So when I go, when I see her for the session, I know that she already wants to buy a tuning fork. Oh, wow. Yeah. For for people listening, Uh how how much do these, uh, the investments in the tuning forks go for? Well, um, right now I have my, my friend, um, uh, had some tuning forks, um, produced. So I do have, um, some for sale personally, like for anybody that would come to me for a session. And I think those ones are $60. Um, and it includes a hockey puck as well with it to activate it. Um, so, you know, it's going to depend a little bit on the quality, but, um, anywhere between 40 to 60 or $75 for a tuning fork, um, the biofield tuning, um, company though, you know, they, the, where, where I trained for my certification as a biofield mm-hmm. tuner, they also sell, um, their own forks that they make and, and they make, a quite a few of them. And so their forks, um, will have some special, um, um, qualities or properties to them and that they have that longer handles for, to be able to use it more comfortably as a massage tool. So, mm. um, that's, that's nice. And I, I'm actually have been, uh, working on creating my own uh, line of forks is nice. I just haven't I haven't gotten there yet. But yeah, there's there's a lot of other resources out there. There's companies out there like Medivibe, where you can order their tuning forks or get custom ones made. Um, yeah, they're they're out there, and that's kind of the price range anywhere between like forty five and sixty seventy dollars, just depending on um, the different you know um, how how it's built. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I'm gonna have to swing by the house and, and grab me some. <laughs> yeah, nice. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't know about all your the scar tissue on your knee. I, I yeah. I know. I just carry I just carry around my beat up body so well that people just <laughs> they just don't know. Is it both knees or or one? Yeah, no, it's both knees. Yeah, I've had uh two meniscus okay. and two clean outs on uh both knees. And, um, yeah, like a lot of times just my mobility kind of through the knees, through the hips, like calves, ankles, all that is, uh, compromised well, uh, it's, from that. It's all of that, you know, and, and knee problems when I went to the physical, I have had a meniscus surgery and when, when I, when I went to the physical therapist and she looked at me stand up and she's like, your knee problem is a problem of your hips and your, mm. and the arches and your, like how you carry yourself on your feet. So it oh, was like sure. those two things, you know, the, will affect the knee. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. If the ankle doesn't have the mobility to do what it needs to do. Yeah. The body tries to get the mobility from the knee, which it's not meant mm-hmm. to do. And that's what it turns into a lot of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So tuning fork could help you out there. <laughs> yeah, I'd be down for that. And we just remember, too, our dog Bentley. Bentley loves the tuning fork. So that's great right. Yeah. It would be great to have for him as well. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I mean, Rebecca, this was such a wealth of knowledge, such an amazing conversation. And, you know, I love that I can have you on here and you can drop so much knowledge in all these different areas. And I know I'm going to have you back on very, very soon to keep spreading the knowledge. Where can everyone find you online that wants to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Einstein Flows. Yep, yep. And um, my website is www.mindbody-harmonics.com. So those are the places where I can be found. I love it. I love it. And do you want to leave the listeners with just any wise words before you part with us? Um, uh, well, I guess um, my my message to the world is to to stay curious. Wow, <laughs> ah, curious too. Yeah, stay curious. Yeah. I love it. Stay curious, my friends. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. I'll be sure to link where everyone can find you inside of the show notes. And until next time, my friend, much love. Thank you.